feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror. Hello. Baby, we are back, and welcome to uh, wow. what? It's a bonus episode. B -b 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 bonus <laughs> episode. Uh, welcome to homegrown horror. horror. Sorry, <laughs> got you, distracted. Yeah, yeah. We've been gone a month, and you've already forgot what we do. Well, I, I just, I'm hitting your mannequin. <laughs> I just asked. I was like, "Am I gonna remember how to do this?" Uh, how to do how to be entertaining for uh, an hour to two hours i'm a clown as it is so you know what it's fine yeah just lean into your clown-like personality we'll be okay we'll get through it um we've had a fun <sighs> month it, yeah so we're not on our regular schedule as you if you've been listening you know that uh but we are releasing bonus episodes and for this Bonus episode. We watched Silver, Silver Bullet. Stephen King. Stephen King. Silver Bullet. Stephen King. Silver Bullet. Which uh, came out in 1985. 1985, and um, this is based on the Stephen King novel Novelette. Novelette. Nouvellet. Nouvellette. Uh, the Cycle of the, the Werewolf, Werewolf, which came out in 1975 ish. <laughs> Nope, 1983. 1983. So okay, so they actually, picked it up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, not much uh, time between all that. So interesting. Uh, but a novelette. I feel like I was reminded every every time it came up that this is based on a novelette. And it's also the eighth Stephen King movie ever released. Yeah, we were curious because um, I had heard not great things about this movie. It's so fine. I was just curious right off the bat if like that was due to it being. More of a recent, uh, no, not a recent movie, a later, like, an earlier film. It, an I earlier mean, film. yes, it is, yeah. but also, like, you have to consider the first two Stephen King movies ever released were Carrie and The Shining. Yeah, so that's pretty wild. So, right I think, there. but at the same time, you could also say, like, they started off so strong that how could anything else? Right. Really? And interesting, Stephen King wrote the screenplay on this he one. He did. Yeah. So I don't know how much creative power he has over changing things potentially, because I did read a little list of small changes they made between between the films here. I do think it's so funny. So Gary Busey's in this movie. Yeah. And he's like top bill. Yeah. He's top bill. He's top bill. I wouldn't necessarily say that he's a main... Like, he's a main character. Well, the but reason also, that like, he's a main character is that, like... I think typically they don't always put kids as a main character. Yeah. Like... There needs to be an adult. Adult needs to be top bill before a kid is the main character. Or top bill. I mean, yeah. Think about uh, It. Who's the top bill? Tim Curry. <laughs> Actually, now that I think of it, I think it was... I think it was... Uh, Gary Busey, and then I think it was the werewolf. Yes, Everett McGill. Yeah, and then it went down to the kids. <laughs> yeah, Corey Haim and Megan Follows, which Allegra came in about halfway through and was like, that's Anne Shirley from Anne of Avonlea. <laughs> sure fucking is. Yeah, she fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, she. that was really, because we were both like, oh, who's Megan Follows? She comes in, she's like, 
Who's Anne Shirley? <laughs> My wife is a big Anne of Green Gables fan. Big um, Anne of Green Gables like, head. She's she's cute. She's got <laughs> she's got like an artistic rendition of Anne on the well from the newer yeah. series. Yes, I like the newer series. I think the most so far. It's really nice. Yeah, I like very, it. Makes me cry. It does make me cry. Consistently. That's why we don't. I don't watch it very often because it makes me so sad. I remember it was like back to back where I watched Anne of Green Gables, uh, the newest Anne. After watching uh, Violet Evergarden, I recall. <laughs> and like Emily had insisted on watching both of these pieces of media. And there was some other really yeah. sad shit we watched as well. I forget. You were just having a time. No, but like we got to Anne and I, there was one episode where I was like, stop making me watch all this. I just don't want to be sad every day. <laughs> I don't want to be sad anymore. I don't want to be sad. I can't stop from crying. Oh, <laughs> this movie did not make me cry. No, this <laughs> we was, laughed a lot. This is one of the funniest movies we've seen yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we have Gary Busey, Everett McGill, who is a werewolf. He was in Dune. Cool. Okay. License to Kill, and then everything else is kind of. I don't really. I'm not super. You're not crazy about it. Oh, he was in Twin Peaks. Um, and then, yeah, the last movie he was in was in 99. Then he called it quits. I think he did call it quits. He was do- I'm done. Called it quits. Hanging up the cape. I do think it's very funny. Um, their last name, I didn't realize their last name is Coleslaw. The, who? Uh, the family? Marty, the sister. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <sighs> What are you you now realizing? Oh. (laughs) So, Marty, the main character, he's the main character in The Lost Boys. I'm an idiot. Ah, (laughs) Oh, there you go. Okay, everything's coming together. So, Anne Shirley and Sam from The Lost Boys uh, fight a werewolf. There you that's go. That's what we're doing. And Gary Busey's here. That's the story, basically. And Gary Busey is here. And Gary Busey is it, here. Yeah, Being wacky. I, I mean, I think that the monsters, like the monster. Monster. Is the monsters. Um, they are very of the time. I think that it was uh, pretty good, oh, I think, honestly. Yeah, it, I thought it was okay, makeups. There was uh, mm, makeups. Makeups. <laughs> I thought the makeups was good. <laughs> <laughs> the only weird thing about uh, is later in the transition mm-hmm. where, like, it's hard to get the in-between man transforming into wolf kind of, like, makeup right. I think I just, uh, American Werewolf in London did the best edition yeah, of that. And this was, like, almost there, but there was some, like, practical stuff that was kind of seen between the takes that yeah. was, like... Yeah. They couldn't do that again. Because yeah. American Werewolf in London and Teen Wolf are the ones that I always hear people talk about. Like, those are the, the two from this time period that people are, like, always, you know, they're like, this is sort of, like, what started popularizing that, like, the in-betweens. Yeah, the, that the transformations. Shots. Yeah. They're magical girl transformations of werewolves. <laughs> they're magical wolf transformations. Um, and it's fine. This one was fine. It's always going to look kind of weird. Could you imagine like Sailor Moon transitioning into a werewolf and it's like shot as like how she transforms into her little magical girl outfit? (laughs) You know, it's just like little ribbons of fur start crossing her skin. Her back just like cracks in half. (laughs) It's like spinning around with like happy little 
The little gloves. Yeah, little gloves. <laughs> little gloves with like the nails poking out. <laughs> I mean, it's a moon, so. They actually works. You know out. what? It works yes. so well. Uh, I think I found my Halloween costume for next year. <laughs> Sailor moon. Sailor werewolf. full moon. Sailor full moon. <laughs> It's just, this movie was okay in a lot of ways. I don't think, there were some things that were clunky, and we made sure to, like, point them out and nitpick. <laughs> um, but I think, it's not the worst thing that we've watched. I still think that um, Pet Cemetery 2 definitely takes the cake on that one. There was definitely, yeah, Pet Cemetery 2 was unhinged. Um, there were some really funny choices in this, though. Like, this is one of those. There's a good movie in here. Yeah, for sure. And I, I did say at the end, I was like, I think that this could be remade, and I think it could be a decent movie. It's been a, it's, werewolf movies are not as popular as vampire movies. You think that uh, as far as demographics of the Warner Brothers, um, you know, repertoire of monsters. Yeah, vampires supreme. Hey, that's true. The last voyage of the Demeter that happened. Demeter. Demeter. It was. It's Demeter. (laughs) Every single person that follows like the Roman pantheon just rolled in their graves. (laughs) Oh man! So all twelve of them. They're all our listeners. (laughs) But. How often yeah, do you don't... think about the Roman Empire, B? Okay, here's the thing. I took four years of Latin, so, so you a do lot. think about it. I do. Okay, actually, I so do. How many times a week do you think you think about the Roman Empire? Probably twice. Twice maybe, a week, maybe three times. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always there with an et tu brute joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, love it. <laughs> My okay, fa- like so, yeah, I. I do think that there... I I think that I wouldn't mind there being a resurgence of werewolf films. I wouldn't mind it. Hey, we had, uh, you know, what was that, like, Underworld? We had we had lots of werewolves then. Celine is so hot. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's a crazy bodysuit. Stop. 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 (laughs) Yeah, I think... Well, there's always, like... I feel like, normally, there's always, like, a werewolf... Plus a vampire. I know we had Teen Wolf, like the 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 the, the TV series yeah. that came out like in the twenty late twenty tens. Um, but I, I kind of just want a true blue werewolf movie where there's no vampires. Like it's like this, or like American Werewolf in London, or um, no Van Helsing involved. That kind of thing. You, you want it to just be about the werewolf. Yes. Not the monster hunter, not the other important yes. kind of I think, didn't supernatural we? We kind of went over this a little bit when we did the Lou Garou. La Lou Garou. The Lou Garou. When um, I tested your knowledge at the end. Oh, yeah. I don't that, remember that. That was pretty fun. Okay. Oh, one that everyone always talks about that I haven't watched is Ginger Snaps. Oh, So I okay. should probably do I've that. I've not seen Ginger Snaps, no. I think, yeah, I'm going to throw that on the list. We'll watch Ginger Snaps at some point. Well, we're kind of werewolf experts ourselves Mm -hmm. in in respect, having covered the Palmyra werewolves. So 
Normally, we know that it's usually just deer. It's not a werewolf. Mm-hmm. It's a deer that's standing upright looking at you is what I think I said last time I, I explained that. Here's the thing. I recently um, got my car got hit by a deer. So now that's even more terrifying having been that fucking close to a deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. I hate now that I think about just imagining it standing up on it. No. I think it's really funny that we've both had a deer hit our cars. Ugh. It's like, this is a common thing. Oh, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, I'm very surprised. It ca- oh, no, I'm not going to say anything. You know what? Do you what? think that Fuck we should it. put the, we should be licensing these deer and putting them through, you know, the yes. same sort of like driver safety that we all have to deal with, you know? I agree. Put them in the weekend courses, make them watch those old 80s films. <laughs> they get to learn how to hit a moose correctly. Yeah, but they got to learn somehow. Otherwise, they're going to be running uh, into moose and they're going to explode. Uh, or other cars. They should really like. They should just do a pedestrian safety course. Like, right. hey, look both ways. Mm-hmm. If you're in the middle of the road it's and the car is like, coming at you, don't just stop and That lady it. that called into the um she called into the radio station. She's like, "Why are we putting these moose crossing signs on the highway? They're going to cross there. They should go somewhere else." Oh, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> oh, well, we know that this in this movie, there is no deer. Honestly, I don't think that there's any main wildlife because this was filmed in North Carolina. <laughs> this was filmed in North Carolina. It's uh, we looked it up. Uh, it Wilmington, does... as I believe it was. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It feels like hey, this is a rural town. There's... I don't think there is there. Some of the look of the homes, um, you know. My biggest issue is the fact that there is like. Lots of plaid. A lot of people were wearing plaid. A lot plaid. of people wearing plaid. Yeah, so it, it's Tarker's Mill, Maine. Tarker's Mills, Maine. Tarker's Mills, Maine. Tarker's Mills, Maine. Yeah, my whole thing about it is just like everything was fine up until we get to like the Central Park looking park. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the closest thing, like my park, the park, the parks near us and in Portland and stuff don't look like that and there are even less parks like that in smaller towns it's more like trails honestly yeah kind of in these keep hitting this man again move her no (laughs) she can move she can move (laughs) um yeah like in some of these smaller towns it's mostly just nature trails there isn't really like a park's as much as like a traditional park as you'd imagine. Yeah, but we're in a small town of Tarker's Mills. Tarker's and Mills. And we start off with the town drunk. Yep. Who works at the rail on the railway. Yep, and he's just openly swigging his beers as he's driving around the, those fun little mm-hmm. carts that go up and down the tracks. Gets straight up beheaded on the job. Yeah, he just like kind of comes out and that's our first kill of the evening. Where are you keeping track of the kills? Yeah, yeah. I got the kill count. I got it. I got it right here. Yeah, so we had our first and it was brutal. Yeah, just straight up one swipe dude's head goes flying just on the tracks and then there's a narration from uh, what was her name? Her name is Janie. Janie, that was it. Yeah, so Janie is recounting this story. One of my biggest issues, actually, is, like, the framing. Because 
I don't really know who she's telling this story to or why. And that comes up again at the end where I'm just sort of like, what? Who is this for? Who is this for? Maybe it was a bedtime story. Maybe Marty forgot. (laughs) We'll get to that. So we've got... I was trying to figure out like what time of year it is. I think it's like September E, like they, end they, of summer. They say it started in like June of nineteen seventy six. Okay, so I guess this then this go, comes over the course of a couple months. Yeah. So we meet Janie and her family. They're at this sort of it's it. It's not necessarily a fair because it's more like a town gathering where they're talking about fundraising. The reverend is attempting to fundraise for MedQ. Yeah, which I don't know what MedQ is. I'm going to look that up. That must be a 70s thing. Yes, I'm going to double check. It's probably like... um... I remember having to collect pennies or something for like an a nonprofit. UNICEF. Maybe it's like a UNICEF type thing. MedQ Technologies was the world's first provider of wound dressing products that are impregnated with copper oxide microplates. I don't know why we're raising money for them. <laughs> We're about to use a lot of wound dressings. You know what? Actually, hold on. I I now have a theory. We'll come to it later. If they really are doing fundraising for MedQ. So, the, so they're doing they're doing this fundraiser, and she kind of wants to go talk to a boy maybe because we do see her talking to a boy but she's like mom i'm gonna i'm gonna go do whatever i'm gonna go talk to that boy and her mom is like well make sure that you watch out for your brother marty and marty like our initial impression that we get from her is marty is a troublemaker um and you know his friend finds this snake and he's like we're gonna play a trick on your sister with the snake and they do and she falls in the mud. Yeah, Brady's and then, like hanging from a tree, dangling the snake. Snake. And then Marty rolls up in his wheelchair. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, she just hates her wheelchair bound brother. I hate you because you're crippled. She's got like a <gasps> oh, um, no. caregiver's fatigue, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And I suppose like if you're the, like, you know, she's the older sister. And so it seems like she's parentized a lot. Yeah. And it, 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 I think it's getting to her. So she's pretty pissy. And he's like, I'm really, really sorry. Like, and as they're driving home, her mom is just sort of like, well, it's not like he could have climbed up the tree to like stop his friend. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. And she, the sister is just sort of like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and it. Uh, so we've got a very, there's a very strained relationship between everybody because yep. in her mind, she always has to watch him and it, people get upset, you know, if he gets upset because he doesn't get what he wants, it throws everybody off and it becomes a huge problem and everybody's always mean to her because she's the only one willing to call him out, I guess. Yeah. And so I guess they 
they have to leave now because she's covered in mud. Good. And they, so, uh, so they head home. Oh, but not before she gets. Uh, Janie sees a little conversation between. Oh uh, yes. This one of oh, some lady I forget her name. The I would. It's interesting because we don't really know a lot about this woman aside from the fact that she. I don't know if it's her boyfriend or her husband. She pulls him aside because she's pregnant. And he's just like, you got a bun in the oven, but it ain't mine. And I'm like, how? How do you know that? Must be like a boyfriend or something. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. He's He must be assuming that she's sleeping around. Yeah. It ain't you mine. You know, there's only like 30 people in the town. So, and most of them are like old hunters. So. Who could it be? <laughs> which one? This guy it's with the bat. It's the pastor again. <laughs> Um, He's but, slaying people and slaying pussy. But it's a very <laughs> awkward conversation and then kind of leaves there. And uh, then, yeah, they, they end up, mm-hmm. Janie and family all end up going back home. They and wheel, we wheel the boy and the groceries into the, the, into the house. We also get uh, a little, st- like we get... This conversation between the siblings because he's like, hey, when's Uncle Red coming? Gary Busey. When is Uncle Gary Busey coming? And she's like, he's getting a divorce. He's a drunk and mom's mad at him. (laughs) And so they kind of have a little squabble because Marty loves Uncle Red. Yeah. He loves Uncle Red. Uncle Red is the bee's knees, mostly because he makes uh, souped up wheelchairs for him. Yeah. And... Then we get we do get this little scene like because it sort of f- f- like cuts to later at night and he goes into Janie's room. and He's like, Janie, are you awake? Janie, and he comes in and he puts money on yeah. her uh, nightstand and she she, she she at first she's pretending to be asleep and then she wakes up. and She's like, what, what what's the money for? And he's like, so you can get a new pair of pantyhose. And I was like. Aww. Oh my god, how can you hate him? Because he's crippled, his legs don't work, I hate him. <laughs> like, well, he's, he seems to be a nice brother. Like, he's, he's, he seems fine. He doesn't seem to be like a troublemaker of any sort. It uh, doesn't seem to be rocking boats here. No. So yeah, it's all it's all just caregiver's fatigue. Just like, I think there's Marty problems. gets all yeah. the attention, I don't get asked like how I'm doing. It's always Everyone's about like, so Marty. You know? How's Marty? Those legs working yet? No. <laughs> don't care. Until he's off my plate, I don't care. That's kind of her vibe. Why so, can't they turn a whole car into a wheelchair? Then I wouldn't need to take him anywhere. Right. So she's, yeah. So, But they have a little moment. And, you know, it seems to be everything's fine. Everything's good. And then we cut to... The lady that we saw earlier, and she's pregnant, and she dumps out a fuck ton of pills, and she's got like some sad, like she's got some sad music going, and she's got the photo of her boyfriend, and she's taking the pills one by one, and she's drinking it, and she's like, you know, in our, she's like, they say you go to hell if you commit. She said suiciders. Suiciders. Suiciders go to hell, especially if they're pregnant. And then a werewolf climbs up her lattice, bursts through the window, and tears her to shreds. And has thus saved her from sin. Yes. <laughs> She's not going to hell. You don't go to hell if you get murdered, apparently. Yeah. That's death, the logic here. That's by werewolf straight to heaven. <laughs> it's a loophole. 
so there's also a li- like we don't understand like there's another lady that was downstairs playing piano and she pulls out a gun and goes upstairs and sees this yeah um and it kind of become very quickly becomes the talk of the town and people are very quickly not super thrilled with how the police are handling things. Joe Halloran's a lazy idiot. Yeah. So, uh, is that his name is Joe? Joe Halloran, yeah. I'm like 95% sure like that is the name of another Stephen King character and it's going to drive me up a wall. Halloran's a pretty common name, I think. Is it? Specifically if you're in Stephen King movies. Maybe it was Joe Joe Halperin. Halperin? Was it Halloran or Halperin? So in this movie, it's Joe Haller. Joe Haller. Halloran, I think, is. Dick Halloran. Dick is Halloran. From... Dick Halloran is in The Shining. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of. So, but this is Joe Haller. Joe Haller's a dumbass. We hate him. Yeah, people are very quick to be like, he's not doing it right. Which, it's the same day, as far as we know. Yeah, it's like, why haven't haven't they they caught him yet? Um, He seems a little overworked. It is funny. We get a scene of him on the phone with an investigator, and he's like, well, fuck you, and he hangs up. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm going to sign off all my phone calls now. Well, fuck you. And then the dep- I thought the it was kind of funny. The deputy's hilarious. The deputy is funny. He's kind of like, he's doing some weird stuff with his hair. Uh, but he is a portly fellow. He seems a little drunk most of the scenes that we get to see him in. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ends up going like, there's a couple scenes that are in a bar. Then the bar becomes sort of the central town discussion area. Yes. Uh, where everyone gets drunk and then complains about a werewolf. And uh, Joe Halloran's investigation tactics. Haller. How? Yeah. Joe Haller. <laughs> and then uh, his deputy, sir, what's his name? Um, My deputy so-and-so. Deputy so-and-so ends up going to bat for Joe almost every time. His name gets besmirched. And it's funny because he's always like drunk. He's always seems a little belligerent. He has a clip-on tie that's yeah. just hanging loose. A clip-on tie that's hanging on to his open shirt, shirt. collar. It's really funny to it's, just see that about. It's like you could so put that in your pocket. No. I'm leaving it on. <laughs> it's like you look really cool. <laughs> yeah. And not only are the adults talking about it, the kids are too. So yes. Marty's at school and he meets up with this girl, Tammy, who he is kind of sweet on. And they, uh, he has, so he has his motorized wheelchair. She's on her bike and they're going down the road and he is being, he's very sweet and he's going, but he's going this opposite way because her house is down this way and she didn't want to go by the house where the murdered murdered lady all by herself. Very sweet boy. Mm -hmm. So they kind of stop, they look at it and they're just, it's like, okay, let's go. You know, there's police everywhere. It's very traumatizing for children. So they go to her house, and what's equally traumatizing for children is domestic violence. Her very alcoholic and abusive father is like, Tammy! 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 Get over here! Get over here! And then he's like, ah, cripple boy! Like, total... I hate that cripple boy. And I'm just sort of like, bro, like, what? You're so rude. Sit down. Um, So Tammy's abusive father uh, is is and i think you know she's just sort of like i gotta go and she kisses him and it's very sweet it's a very sweet moment um later that night tammy's dad is watching television 
And he hears some grumbly bumbly noises from their greenhouse. Grumble bumble. Grumble bumble. So he grabs a shotgun off the wall, and I was like, oh my god, does he just have loaded shotguns on the wall? No, and gun then safety. He, gun safety. He might be a drunken, abusive asshole, but at least he follows gun safety rules. So good for him. So he then gets his ammunition out of the drawer, and he goes out all by himself in the dark to I, the greenhouse. I think it's really funny, too, because he, like, he hears a bump, a bump of rumble, and then he immediately goes full, like, I'm going to kill whoever's out, out there. there. Just like, I'm going to kill those sons of bitches. He grabs it's, his it's gun. It's like Mother <laughs> Gothel in the original fucking uh, um, Rapunzel, where it's like, are you stealing my fucking turnips? I'm going to murder you. <laughs> Don't touch my fucking begonias. It's my shit. God damn it. So he goes in and there's just like fucking pots are cracked, smashed everywhere. Yeah. And he's, he, he continues to go full throttle <laughs> into the, just like, I'm going. And I'm like, he's so dead. He is so dead. Mm-hmm. Tammy is about to be down a dad. And, um, yeah, he gets. We get a really interesting shot as he's like walking. It's really interesting because, like, yes, it looks like this greenhouse is in use, but it's like all kinds of dilapidated. Yeah, it's like it is in use, and it's like not taken that super well taken care of. Um, and we get like the the flooring is what we get a look at, so we can see through the flooring. So there's enough like big wedges in between all this flooring to like we just see the werewolf's eyeball. Yeah, we see his eyeballs just like looking up. And I commented, I was like, his eyes kind of look like uh, a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. <laughs> they kind of just follow you, like like be just like. It's a FNAF animatronic. Oh. A Five Nights at a Freddy's? Yeah. Ah, a FNAF. A FNAF. Is that what the the Zoomers say? It's always been FNAF. That's been Five Nights at Freddy's. It's just an acronym. No one says FNAF. Who says FNAF? Every YouTuber (laughs) that fucking plays FNAF. Young people. Can't be bothered to say the name of things. They always gotta abbreviate. it. Dude. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were suddenly like possessed by the ghost of a boomer. I'm I turned 30 and I'm now like crotchety. That's what happened. I think you've always been a little crotchety. I have. <laughs> I'm a little snobby and always a little crotchety. crotchety. <laughs> so dad get like the werewolf like bursts out, grabs the dad, drags him down and he gets impaled. <laughs> that hurt. That I one was like, was like the grossest death. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Gets impaled by the wood. Oh. Uh, so. And he gets dragged down. Dad gets dead. Gets dead. And I was like, oh, now Tammy's got more trauma. And you're like, well, her abusive dad is dead. I'm like, that's still traumatic. Yeah, but it's sort of like, you know, it bounces out. I it's think, a, a it's an Earl had to die situation. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more of that situation. Yeah, exactly. Have that the day Tammy, you deserve, sir. That Tammy guy, uh, not Tammy guy. That dad was no good. New, no, no good. He Tammy's had, like, better off without her dad. He's a Budweiser alcoholic. Oh, like, That's the worst alcohol. Jackson really thought he was drinking Red Stripe. And I thought was it was very, Red Stripe. Super struggling to figure out. I was very into like trying to figure out what beer he was drinking because that would. Tell me everything else about his life. That's something that I've noticed. Like, that's one of the things that when people are drinking, you're very much like, what, 
which which you in movies you're like what are you drinking yeah yeah what are you <laughs> what you got it's there? only because i wish i was drinking <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sorry you didn't bring any beer this time no, that's fine water only water only <laughs> no but i always do think it's kind of interesting to be like what's the character choice here? Mm-hmm. like yeah, that, it was budweiser yeah, it, was, it was budweiser it was of 76 it was. budweiser so he's dead and people are starting to be like hey this is not just a one-off and i think they pretty quickly realized because the drunk at the beginning they initially were like he probably fell asleep on the tracks and got decapitated yoinks um but now i think that everyone's kind of like i think we're gonna lump him in with the dead and they they really think that somebody or something is out there and it is really funny because i do think we just get some really random shots of like the adults at the bar yeah uh, complaining about <laughs> Joe. Compl- mostly complaining about Joe. And I think there is a part a part of me that's like, yeah, I guess if you do live in a town of like 30 to 50 people and people are just dropping like flies, yeah. you probably would be like, hey, can you fucking get on that? But this one, this next one really riles up the boys. Oh, it does. But first, Gary Busey comes to town. A word from our spot, oh. <laughs> we don't have sponsors. We don't have sponsors. We <laughs> don't. Yeah, no. yeah. You can be if you want. <laughs> you can sponsor this. I'll sponsor anything. Uh, no, not anything. I'll sponsor anything. <laughs> That's Jackson. <laughs> so, Gary Busey comes to town, and mom is not happy with Uncle Busey because he is drinking straight from the fucking... <laughs> he is a degenerate. He's up in this business playing card games late into the night with the impressionable young boy drinking straight Wild Turkey 101 out of the bottle. And it's so funny because like she sends him up to bed like after they finish this card game. This and she... man is wearing a vest <laughs> oh that was no. turned... It that, is a Hawaiian shirt. It was a shirt. Hawaiian shirt with no sleeves. And he's wearing a long <laughs> sleeve shirt under the... Are you sure that's not your next fashion move? Uh, maybe. Maybe mine, honestly. And but th- this, there's no stopping this man. He's so a she, crazy, crazy She sends person. the boy to bed. And she's like, he's an impressionable young boy. And his initial thing's like, what? You think he's an impressionable young boy because his legs don't work? And I'm like... <laughs> What are you talking about? He thinks that she's just be like coddling him because he's in a wheelchair. And I'm like, no, you're drinking liquor straight from the bottle. Wearing these atrocious fashion choices. You are a walking catastrophe, sir. (laughs) Oh, so yeah. So he's spending the time with them night day i don't know he's spending time with them and it's just like everyone it's hell's bells in this house Mm -hmm. everyone's everyone there's tension between uncle and mother and brother and sister and tense it's tense in this house and the dad's just like why did i do this to myself (laughs) we don't get like anything from the dad no we get nothing nothing there's like no there's zip zilch nada no so, there is a plot hole that happens shortly after this. So, uh, Marty and his friend Brady. They're are, in the park. They're in the park. Flying kites. Flying kites. 
Marty's kite gets stuck in the tree and he climbs up the tree. And the mom had said at the beginning, oh, well, she couldn't have, he couldn't have climbed up the tree to stop Brady when Brady threw a snake at you. And I'm like, he can climb up a tree to get his kite. So it had taken a while, though. Like, we didn't get, like, the full struggle bus no, transition we of him climbing a tree. That's true. But also, what kind of fucking friend is Brady? He's like, oh, not your kite's his, stuck in the tree? Not helping his fucking crippled friend get the kite out of the tree. You know what? Actually, Brady was a shitty friend. So they're going home for, the siblings are going home for dinner. Janie shows up and is like, hey, get the fuck out of this tree. We got to go home. Mom is mad at you because I wasn't like riding your ass like and on top of you helicopter parent the whole time. So they go home and they're like, Brady, you should come. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay here a bit longer. And you can kind of see it's starting to get a little, you know, the sun is going down and there's already a curfew in place. And uh, we cut to the bar. We cut to the bar. And everybody's playing, you know, they're talking shit about Joe Holler. And the deputy aggressively pushes his pool, like throws his pool cue in the pool Ruins the game. And he's like, gotta fight, gotta fight him. And they're kind of like, ah. The bartender is just sort of like, hey, like, I don't want this. I don't want this happening here in my bar. And then this man comes in. He's like, has anyone seen my son, Brady? Has anyone seen my boy? He's like this bald guy. Um, and then we get cut to Joe praying in the park, praying in the park, holding a bloody kite, the kite that Brady was flying earlier. Why are you flying a kite at night? Yeah, it's kind of you can't really see it too well. I think the it's fucking weird is out a little bit. It's fucking weird. So um, another the 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 deputy and Brady's dad pull up and Joe's like, no, you don't want to see it. You do not want to see it. And unlike, <laughs> I was like, oh, are we not going to get like a graphic death scene like all the adults have? Surprisingly, because I'm like flashback to Pet Cemetery 2 when I watched a child get his face ground in by a motorcycle wheel. Um, a good day. But no, we can't. We're not going to get anything. We don't get a body. We get nothing. Uh, very tasteful of Silver Bullet to do this. It was pretty tasteful. <laughs> I was not expecting this from this caliber of program. <laughs> but the, Dad runs but the, up. Yeah, but the, this pulls is off the, the sheet funniest fucking thing ever. And just... Very weird, <laughs> stifled wailing. <laughs> Jackson's editing this, so I'm gonna let it him do like this. It was like a thing. little. Uh, <laughs> he was like on a small roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the wild mouse at Funtown. <laughs> <laughs> the thing hurts my neck so much. Like, gives me whiplash. <laughs> That's the point, I guess. So <laughs> it's it's to give you brain damage. Yeah, so we are now three adults, one child deep into this murder spree, and people are angry. And we cut to the funeral, and the minister. I like how counting children as if they're not like people. <laughs> Three adults, one child. Are you like selling them tickets to a movie theater? What are you doing here? <laughs> yes. I'm selling them. Well, you know, 
when you're trying to send people down the river sticks, you have to keep a very clear count of what kind of tickets you're selling for the boat ride. Oh, that's true, because you got to put the little golden coins Yes. On. So two golden coins for, for the adults, and uh, we only need, Chuck like... Chuck E. Cheese tokens for the kids. Chuck E. Cheese tokens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm going to hell. So, <laughs> so we're at the funeral, and everybody's... Kind of, everyone's tense. Everyone's very tense. And the reverend says... Well, they all have guns. He's like, I have been told... You know, Brady's parents have asked that I give you some words of comfort. And he says, the hour of the beast shall pass. The hour of the beast shall end. And I'm like, oh, okay. Weird thing to say. Weird thing to say. I'm like, is that comforting? Is that comforting? And uh, Uncle Gary Busey is like, hey, let me take the boy. I'll take Marty home. And I'm like, yes, send the boy home with the alcoholic uncle. I'm totally sure they're going to make this a home This is fine. a good idea. Good idea. And he has a convertible, so they tie like the wheelchair to the back. It's like, of course he has a but convertible the, also. It's <laughs> also so funny because I was like, wow, they had the funeral service really late. Like, it, it's we have like golden hour colors happening. Right? Right. And then we cut to them driving and it's fucking midday. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so filming was out of order. And they kind of have this conversation. And pretty quickly, Marty's like, I think it's a werewolf. Because Tammy said that she heard some growling and some other really weird noises in the greenhouse the day her dad died. And uh, alcoholic Uncle Busey is like, are you drunk? (laughs) (laughs) I know drunk. I think you're drunk. (laughs) They get home and they, you know, it's just kind of, we're trying to try to make things as normal as possible here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doing their best. Cut to the bar. <laughs> and the sheriff is trying so hard to get people to calm the fuck down because they're like about to do like, you know, in Beauty and the Beast when everybody's like, kill the beast. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that is our, that's the playbook we're that's, pulling That from. is what we're doing. That is the playbook we are going with. And it's also- Angry mob, kill angry the beast. Angry mob, kill the beast. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so you have, it's sort of like, okay, so do you think, are we thinking that it's a, a, an animal or a There's a been thing? no discussion from the townspeople as to whether or not they believe it is an animal or a manimal. Because if it's a person and you think it's like a, mur- a murderer, um, I think, are you just going to go through everyone's individual houses? No, that's the thing. <laughs> so it's like, I guess the base assumption then is that this must be some kind of animal. Because everybody's dressed in their best hunting garb and one guy's dressed like a fisherman. There's a guy that had a camo bucket hat and I cannot get over that. (laughs) And the sheriff is just trying to be like, hey, calm down. Like, we're going to work through this together. And Brady's dad is like, do you want to dig up my boy and tell him about private justice? And he's he's gung ho. He's super gung ho about letting these people wild look in his eyes he's yeah he's like i'm like oh he gone he gone motherfucker so everybody 
It's like, we're doing this. They all run out and the the, the reverend comes and is like trying to stop people like stop. aggressively, like yeah. hitting their cars and trying to grab their car doors. Like, stop. What are you doing? Stop, stop. And in that moment, I was like, either he is the werewolf or he knows something about the werewolf. Yeah, he's very suspicious. Because I'm like, there's no reason for him to be like. This like up in everybody's grill about going on a hunt, basically. Yes. You know? So, cut to everybody goes to the park and they head into the woods. And Bert and Ernie are there. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, they look like this little gay couple. I, I swear we to God. We never interact with them ever No. Again. I think they survive, though. But one of them, the gayer looking one, does get his foot in a fucking bear trap. So, R.I.P. Bert's ankle. Yeah. <laughs> You get smacked twice he, on that. Because Ernie like goes to open, I, and I just like open it up, and then he hears something and lets it slap close. Now, is this supposed to be like a slapstick comedic thing? Yes, I think so. Just gonna bag on the gay couple. Oh, that's what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, but it did I, kind of feel like that. That is our I'm like, own assumption. That is my assumption, but bro, if you watch it, you cannot convince me. That these two are not just like people are like, yeah, Bert and Ernie have just been living together for the last 20 years. Unmarried, a little weird, but, you know, they can do what they want. And I'm like, gay. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage is not legal in Maine yet, so gay. (laughs) That's my son. I've met enough elderly folks that uh, just lived with their best friend, quote unquote, to, yeah, I'm like, they, they, they're giving me vibes. Their interactions, that guy's outfit, <laughs> wearing his pressed clean pants on a fucking beast hunt. Like, Love come it. on. Love uh, it. So we don't know what happens to them. I hope they're okay. I assume they're okay. Um, so I'm not counting them as dead because we do not get confirmation about that. So then we go. we cut to another group of people who uh, we know there's like a couple hunters. There's a lady named Maggie. And then there's a a guy who is about to quote unquote, make lemonade in his pants. (laughs) And then the bartender with his bat that says peacemaker on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they walk into some fog. Very foggy fog. Someone left the fog machine on. It's too much fog. It's unnatural. They're like, I don't like that fog. Then they go in the fog and then uh, then then the wolf gets them. Yeah. One of them's like, he's here. He's in the fog. And he just gets like. Gets dragged. Dragged down. Face ripped off. No, no, no. Actually, no. The first guy gets thrown. So Hunter one dead. Hunter two gets dragged down. Face ripped off. Yeah. And then the. Uh, Third hunter get, is running and then gets grabbed from behind and thrown down. Oh, there isn't. So three hunters yeah. down. Yeah. And then the bartender attempts to use his bat to save himself. And he, Batman expires. Noble effort. Very noble. But uh, didn't work. And then uh, I guess. Those are the last deaths in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I think that couple gets away. Yeah, yeah they do, because we see away, him yeah. later. 
wow. Um, yeah, I think it blew its load a little early. Like, it no did. one else dies. And then, like, okay, and then immediately it does this next thing, which is this really weird... It's We don't think it's a dream sequence right away, but we immediately go to the funeral of the four people that have just died. Mm-hmm. And... The Reverend's looking awfully sweaty and a little weird up there. <laughs> I thought you said slutty. No, he's sweaty. <laughs> you thought I said slutty? He's, look, he's wearing some, He like, looks awfully slutty. He's a little slutty in that big robe of his. What's he got under uh, there? It just reminds me. Some thigh It reminds highs. me of that thing where it's like, I want to fuck a priest. <laughs> oh, I think he looks good in the... Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, he's wearing the he's wearing this sweaty, slutty robe. He's trying. He's giving a very nervous speech. He's super nervous. Like, and and the crowd is seems to be turning against him. Yeah, they're all glaring they're at. They're all him. glaring at him, being all weird. They're also singing "Amazing Grace" while sweating, Swing. which at is a, a very strange choice at a, a funeral. funeral. <laughs> so it's like it does that, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think it, once you see like everyone's like glaring at him, I'm like, oh, he's having a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then Brady's dad is just sort of like private justice and starts turning into a werewolf. They all start turning into werewolves, and in that moment, I was like, pastor's the werewolf. <laughs> the reverend is the werewolf. The werewolf. The- I think for me that scene shouldn't i think that they should not have done this no they shouldn't i kind of liked this whole thing where like maybe he does some things that are a little like weird but i think you could have attributed it to like the pressure of like trying to be the um the calm and the support and the rock because i've i've mentioned it i think on the podcast before maybe where it's just sort of like there are some people who turn to religion when bad things happen, but I think just as often people become disillusioned by religion Yeah, when it's not offering answers. So I feel like that could have been a, such an interesting way to do that. Yeah. And like sort of explain away some of the weirdness and try and keep it from Marty's perspective of him trying to figure out who the werewolf is, because he's the one at the very beginning who's like, I think it's a werewolf from like yeah, the yeah. outside. And I think it would be so much easier to be like, maybe we're like, oh, is this in our head? Like, is this really happening? Like, what are, are, are what we seeing real? Or is it like what Marty thinks is happening? I think it could have been yeah, but I, so much better. But pretty much everything's revealed and like, we're, and we're not even at the halfway mark. And or the, just at it. We're just at the halfway mark. And the rest of the movie kind of blurs at this point. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like some sort of long drawn out scenes a little bit. But there is like mostly a lot of them kind of back and forth. Like it's a werewolf trying to figure out what the who the werewolf is. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the well, one of the more important scenes we get is like Marty's birthday or something. Mm, is that it's, it? <sighs> Some kind of celebration. It's really weird because one would think it seems very 4th of July y. Yeah. But they go. But it's like September. Yeah, it's September because they go to this fair and it does say something about like October 1st. There were supposed to be fireworks. There isn't. It gets canceled. So I don't know if that's their way of like trying to be like, hey, we're still going to. Because it's really interesting. People have a curfew of like 4 p.m everybody's like a little on edge marty's family no they're just acting like it's a saturday yeah they're having a cookout and all this stuff 
and then Uncle Busey give, like turned his wheelchair into a motorcycle. <laughs> Basically, he souped up the wheelchair, gave it a way better engine, we guess. Yeah. And then also just like made it look like a motorcycle, gave it some like siding that looks like a motorcycle, the front headlamp that's a motorcycle, and like flame decals. It's pretty fucking cool. It is. Uh, and it, it goes. It goes vroom vroom. It goes very uh, fast. It is road ready. This and thing then, needs to be registered. Yeah, they they he hides it from his mom, and he's like, "Don't tell your mom, I'll get murdered." Um, it doesn't really hide it. It's just like it doesn't show how fast it goes. Go. Yeah, they have a little cookout, and then Uncle Busey is like, "Well, I guess I'm going," and I'm like, "It is pitch black. There's a curfew, and you're just gonna let him ride away in his convertible." People are getting munch munched in the woods. He's going to pop into the passenger seat. You think that does not happen. I was surprised. But uh, what ends up happening is as Uncle Busey is leaving, he, the degenerate he is, hands this child a bag full of fireworks. And he's like, make sure your mom doesn't find out. It's like so funny. So then what this child does is he's like, you know, I know my best friend just died. I know a bunch of people are dead, and I think it's a werewolf. I'm gonna sneak out of the house, go into the woods to shoot off the fireworks. This is a good decision. This is a great decision. Um, he's shooting off the fireworks. Werewolf starts like in, it, creeping up. He's on a bridge. He's lighting the fireworks on a bridge, which is actually kind of fire safety conscious in a way. Yeah, because then he throws the the. Then he litters. The, yeah, he throws the spent fireworks into the water. That's the thing, is the uh, werewolf is very conscious about the environment, and he's very upset, so he goes after him. Yeah. And he has this little rocket, and so he, as the werewolf comes up, he sees the werewolf. He is trying to light it with his matches. He lights it, sets it off. The rocket hits the werewolf in the little eyeball. One of its little animatronic eyes. eyeballs. So then Marty is able to escape. The werewolf now has one eye. Ooh. Ooh. So he tries to tell Uncle Busey. His name's Uncle Red. I just got confused in my own head because I've been calling him Uncle Busey, but my brain was like, he's red. His you know Uncle what's red. the best thing about Gary Busey? Is that his teeth got bigger <laughs> as the movie went more into it. it as it progressed. Felt like they did. His teeth became like he started doing like more of that weird lip thing he does. He does. Yeah. And his teeth started coming more out. It's really funny because I've never actually seen a movie with Gary Busey in it. I thought we all just decided that this man who had the fire stick commercial. <laughs> like, yeah, Gary Busey. We love this freak. <laughs> now, he's a truly a freakish guy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So he tells. So Uncle Red's not listening to him. So he turns to Janie and Janie, for whatever reason, is suddenly like. You know, we get her um, narration. It's really weird. The narration isn't consistent either. No, it isn't. Which bothers me. But so she's like, I don't know what it was, but I believed him. So she is going around collecting bottles for MedQ. And this is where I'm going to say this. So if MedQ really is that, like, copper thing like the for, like, wound dressings, do you think that, you know, the reverend just shows up and he's like, I'm about to fuck up a lot of people. They're going to need some medical dressing. They're going to need some wound dressings. We're going to definitely we need some. really need So this. he's just trying to be like, I'm just trying to help you out. 
<laughs> for this problem that he's I've created. He's trying to make it right. He's trying to make it right. It, 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 I wouldn't surprise me because he has some weird ways of trying to make it right. And with the dream, it seemed like he was just a guy with a curse. And then he just goes off the rails. Yeah, so it becomes more evil as time goes, goes on. on. So she's collecting bottles for MedCute. And at the same time, she's trying to get a good look at everyone's eyeballs. Show me your eyes. It's to the point of she goes into a barbershop and there's one guy that has like uh, a um, like a towel over his face. And she just walks up and like peels the towel back. She's like. You got any bottles? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, no, puts no. it back. <laughs> That's fine. You only have you have two eyes anyway, and I only need one. <laughs> and she then is like, fuck my brother. He lied to me. She goes to drop the bottles off with the reverend, and we get a shot of the reverend in the garden, and he's got one eye. <gasps> oh my god, it's the reverend. We totally didn't know 20 minutes ago when he had that really weird dream sequence where everyone turned into werewolves. It's Pastor Wolf. It's Pastor Wolf. She goes into the garage of the church to drop off all the bottles, and there is a distinct buzzing sound. And I'm like, that is not like bottle fly buzzing. That is body fly buzzing, buzz, personally. Buzz, 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 And she, is, she gets spooked by a mouse and falls into some of the bottles. And as she gets up, she sees the peacemaker, the bat of yeah. the guy who got murked. And she's like, <gasps> <gasps> She can't, she just cannot be cool because the Reverend does come up behind her and is immediately acting creepy and is like, oh, you don't look so good. And she's like, I think I'm a little, that's uh, out in the sun. I'm not feeling well. I'm not well. feeling well. Like, it could have just literally, like, she could have, like, she ha she's like, yeah, I got spooked by a mouse. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to head home. Like, my heart's beating 10, you know, I just, I got stuff to do. No, she immediately makes it obvious that, like, my brother told me about a werewolf that he hit in the eye, and you now have one eye, so I think you're the werewolf. Because that's immediately how he's acting. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm coming for you. I'm gonna kill you. People. I'm gonna kill you and your brother. They try to convince Uncle Busey. Uncle Busey's like, you guys are fucking nuts. Yeah, this is crazy. This is absolutely bananas. Crazy. This is banana boats. But then uh, Marty is, um, you know, flying around in his little motorcycle yep, one chair. One day he's watching his friends play baseball. Baseball. He's got insane. He's staring at their legs. legs. He's got leg envy. We see the the Reverend roll up, and you're immediate. You were immediately like, "Oh, he's gonna run him over." Yeah, I immediately and was like, "That is." Yeah, he attempts to run. straight up murder a child. Yep. So he's like, there's a whole chase scene. Mm -hmm. They get to the bridge. Which, remi again, reminded me of Pet Cemetery too. Yes. Very <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they get to this, um, this condemned covered bridge. Yeah. And he gets stuck in there. And because his little motorized wheelchair runs out of gas. Because it runs on gasoline. And... The Reverend catches up with him and comes in and is like, hey, like, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And he's like, I won't tell anyone. He's like, I don't want he's like, I don't want to kill a child. I would never willingly kill a child. I'm like, you're pretty fucking willing when you tried to run him off a bridge. Yeah, you seem very willing. Actually. You seemed extremely willing. You seem like I'm all into this child killing, killing thing. thing. And he's like. 
I, you know, my killing has a reason. I'm doing it for God because um, the woman that I killed, she was pregnant and she was going to commit suicide. And so I saved her. I saved her. So now she's in heaven. And I'm like, okay, but what about the drunk guy? And what about the other drunk guy? The other drunk guy. And, and what about the, the child and, and the, the hunters? It would have been more. You should have gone after the gay guys. <laughs> that would have been more That's believable. The, that that would have been, been way more, more believable. <laughs> that would been more. Your so <laughs> he's. I'm not sure what's going on with the reverend. He's not. Like, they really do at the beginning because he's like, please, Lord, let this stop. And then, like, it, you kind of like, okay, maybe he can't control the killing or whatever. But then he literally, in his human form, tries to murder a child. Yeah. So, a little weird. Marty's Very able weird. to call out for help and then the pastor slinks away. Because, yeah, there's a guy on a tractor that he sees just outside of the covered bridge, which is all boarded up. And... They he tries to convince Janie's already kind of on his side, but tries to convince Uncle Busey, like, hey, something's really weird. And Uncle Busey's like, no, no. And then he gets a good look at the wheelchair because the Reverend's car fucking he like tried to run him off the road. Yeah, yeah. Like he hit him with the car. And so his brand new, beautiful silver m- motorcycle wheelchair now has paint. Paint uh, scratches. Scratches. And he's like, what or, color is the reverend's car? And she's like, blue. Like that blue. <laughs> like that. So he's kind of like, I feel like the uncle's probably like, at the very least, he's like, okay, something weird. Yeah, I mean, Something's like, weird. Now the story of him getting hit by somebody is a lot more believable, especially like with the way the chair's quite bent and how it's hit. Mm-hmm. I think that's alone is like, yeah, okay, something's weird. I know, but also maybe he just, maybe he hit the, I think the way it's bent, you can tell he was hit versus him hitting someone else. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, because it's not like, oh, this wouldn't have happened if you hit, it looks, it's dented in a way where it's like, no, something impacted hit you. you. Yeah. So I think he's kind of like, that's kind of weird so he does uncle Busey does go to the sheriff which i'm really surprised that the sheriff is like they're like on good terms considering uncle Busey's reputation yeah yeah is like divorced three times super alcoholic doesn't get along with his sister like who is he i don't think he lives in town anymore but his sister does i'm sure she talks shit about him all the time but yeah, it's a boys club up in here. He's like, yeah, I got you, fam. Like, he, he's like, do you really believe it's a werewolf? And he's like, can you just look at, just take a look at the reverend. And he's like, I can do that for you. And I'm like, you're being so amicable to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he might also be at his like, he's like, I don't know what else to do. It's like, I have no other leads. I have no other leads. So the sheriff goes alone in the middle of the night to the church to go looking for the pasta. For the pasta. And so he knocks on the door. He's not there. So he goes to the garage. picks He picks up a flashlight from inside the garage and starts looking around. And... He finds the paint scritches. He finds the paint scritches and he's like, okay, so this checks out. Yeah. This checks out. Then he begins looking around more inside of the, the garage. Mm-hmm. 
And then the pastor's in there with this weird it's little like eye a, patch. A little jump scare. Yeah. And he's just sort of like, what are you doing here, Sheriff? And the sheriff pulls out a gun and he's like, you're going to have to come with me, Reverend. And the Reverend has the broken piece of the of the bat and hits him in the head with it. And it's so... Or he well, he hits the gun out of his hand first. Something that's really funny is this man has a gun and he gets disarmed with a broken bat immediately. Immediately, and he's like, "I, you know, it's it's not my fault. I didn't want to do it." He starts to transform and he hits the sheriff upside the head while he's watching the transformation happen. Yeah, so we get the transformation sequence, and honestly, not so bad. Yeah, this sequence isn't so terrible. But there were some shots in like the middle, mid transformation that are not. Where it's like, this is obviously a very rubberized mask and it's like kind of bulging in like weird spots around the chest. Yeah. Um, There's some weird shots, not the best, but not the worst. So the sheriff, gone, disappeared. Everyone's probably celebrating. (laughs) Yay! Fuck Joe! But now his deputy's so, in charge. I do think it's really interesting that we don't like it from this point on, it is the kids and their uncle. We don't get any more shots of like yeah, what's going on else. in the town. So there's a part of me that's like, I kinda I wish they had sort of picked a lane. Yeah. who who how are we telling the story because yeah. I kind of missed that because I was like yeah I want to like who's in charge I want to see the bumbling deputy get his shit together like nope none of that people aren't questioning like where it does seem like a lot of people are skipping town which rightfully so but someone on the on the radio is like remember folks don't run away stick together <laughs> I'm like well, fuck you don't fuck tell you. me what to do don't radio tell man me what to do uh, and Uncle Busey is like listening to the kids because they're like, yeah, the sheriff went to the reverends and now he's gone. Like, that's fucking sus. He's like, yeah, I guess it is fucking sus. And so they hand him their like religious necklaces. Like, be, I, I think one of them was like a, a, a saint, a saint pendant. One was like a cross. And so he, they're like, this is silver melted down to a bullet. So somehow Uncle Busey just happens to know an old world gunsmith who specializes in silver bullets and knows exactly what that he's going to shoot a werewolf with this. It's like, where did you find this motherfucker? <laughs> Craigslist? Like, what the hell? Craigslist. There's a lot of people in the werewolf hunting <laughs> business, B. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's the one that uh, helped people suit up for the Palmyra werewolves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when they went to go look for them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100. Hundo. So Uncle Busey goes and he gets a silver bullet. And then he also sends the parents away because he's like, yeah, you know, I'm getting a divorce. So it really sucks that I just have this uh, romantic weekend getaway package for two in New York City. I'm sure you wouldn't be interested in that. And the sisters, the mom and the dad are immediately like, yes, I want to leave our children in this town where people keep dying. Yes, and we'll let you watch them drunk, uncle. Uncle? Fantastic. (laughs) It's also, you know, they, they, it's super interesting because Marty just like, so out of pocket with his stuff because he's just sort of like yeah so the werewolf's definitely gonna come get me 
on the next full moon because mm-hmm. that's when his power will be at its height. And it's just like, how do you know that? Yeah, how do you? How know do that? you know that? And Janie's like, yeah, because that's what we're, you know, that's what werewolves, that's what do. werewolves do, bruh, bruh. Because Uncle Busey rightfully was like, how do you like it wasn't even a full moon. Like, why would there be a werewolf just like all the time? And she's like, well, maybe, you know, his power heightens with the cycle of the moon. So. Yeah. Now what? You ever think of that? Idiot? <laughs> think of that? Dumbass. So they have a sleepover for waiting around for a wolf. It's also Halloween. Up, oh, it's Halloween. She said the next full moon was Halloween. And I was oh, like, oh, wow, crazy. She and obviously no one's first. outside because everyone's getting murdered. Yeah, exactly. We don't no candy this year. Too many murders. Too many murders. <laughs> um, they're waiting around for a woof, though, you know, just just uh, in they, their house. They fall asleep. And that little thing is <laughs> the, at the end of the programming for cable back in the day, they would play. The national the anthem. national anthem, and then it would just hits to go to static. So it's like two thirty in the morning, and they he wakes up because he fell asleep with a lit cigarette in his hand, and it burns his hand, and he wakes up, and he's like, oh. he's like, you know what? Fuck all of this. I am such a fool for believing you. It's almost three a.m. Nothing has happened. Get your asses to bed. He pulls the silver bullet out of the gun. Because why? Safe gun ownership. (laughs) Safe gun ownership, yeah. And they're like, no, no, like, this is real. This is actually happening. And he starts to, like, kind of roll Marty away. And she's on the couch. And she looks at the window and sees he sees the werewolf. <laughs> so she freaks out and he's like, what'd you see? I thought that he saw it. Yeah. And he's like, what'd you see? What'd you see? And she's like, I saw it. And he's like, no, you didn't see anything. You guys are just making it like it's all in your heads. You guys are silly. And then the werewolf cuts the fuse. Yeah, the little werewolf paw rips the fuses out of the wall. And he's like, it's just a blown fuse. I'm like, I love coincidences too. We have so much in common, Uncle Busey. <laughs> I ignore my problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they kind of hear... Rumble, grumble. Rumble, grumble. And the werewolf bursts in through oh, the window. Oh, it's funny. They're like, they're, no, it's not even a window. He busts through the wall. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. And it's funny because they're all looking towards the kitchen. And then he comes up like. Through the Whoa. other wall. He Kool-Aid man's in here. <laughs> and he throws Uncle Busey. Well, Uncle Busey holds up. The gun in the gun in one hand, bullet in the other, thinking that's gonna do something. Ah. Ah. <laughs> they get thrown. One goes one way. The bullet falls into the grate in the floor. Yeah, I you don't see houses with floor grates very often anymore. No, not as much. But uh, they're still they're still kicking about. This is a kind of an older grate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. When I was a kid, I used to like get up in the morning and sit on the grate. <laughs> And put my nightgown over my feet, so then the heat would just <laughs> be a little ball of <laughs> turn heat. Turn into a little, like a little parachute. Yes. Oh my god, you're such a dork. <laughs> well, it was so that way I could be warm because yeah, no, I got very it. cold mornings. But yes, I, I would just be a little parachute. <laughs> so 
I am very surprised that it's as shallow as it was, though, in this movie. Because he's able to reach down there and grab the bullet. Yeah. Like, with some difficulty. Meanwhile. But he gets it. Meanwhile, Gary's just getting thrown about. <laughs> yeah, just like. <laughs> guns flown away. And uh, Janie has to go get the gun. And the werewolf is about to, like, snap her neck. Um but then I, I forgot what happens. Like he tosses him, uh, tosses Janie around. Anyway, Janie ends up next to her brother. She's got the gun. He's got the bullet. They load the, the bullet into the gun. They shoot him in the other eye. Got him. Got him. And then we get the detransformation sequence. Yeah. So now there's a naked dead man in their house. Which, because I had mentioned the fact that like the thing that I think that is so much that is so interesting about werewolf lore is that if you kill the werewolf it does turn into a person yeah so even if you kill your if even if you kill the werewolf in like self-defense everyone's gonna show up to this crime scene and think you just murdered a guy yeah exactly why is he naked you freak why did you <laughs> what did you do you <laughs> and Gary Busey is just like, holy shit, mother of Pamina. Like, oh, my God. Like, you guys were right all along. And I'm like, yeah, that's usually what happens. That's what happened. Around here. And uh, the siblings have a little moment. And she's he's like, I love you, Janie. And she's just sort of like, ugh. And then we get the narration. Oh, it, he does have a funny thing where she's like, are you okay? And he's like, my legs, I can't feel them. I don't think I can walk. And they're both like. You little stinker. You crazy you kid. You crazy kid. And as they're having their little moment, it sort of freeze frames on them. And she, there's a narration that's just sort of like, although I couldn't say it at the time, I can say it now. I love you, Marty. Good night. And the movie ends. That's the end of the movie. We were confused as to, yeah, who she's saying this to. You were like, is Marty dead? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) And Allegra was just sort of like, so they're just kind of conveniently not discuss like any of the follow up after that. I think there's a lot of movies that end up doing that where it's like they hit the horror movies, especially they hit the conclusion. And you're like, you're left with awkward circumstances. And it's like, I'm not going to write this. I can't write myself out of this. I'm not going to write this tedious back and forth dialogue with the police and explain away things. But hey, look. It seems like, yes, something crazy happened here. We got a naked dead priest and uh, there's a fucking hole in the wall. Uh, There are man shaped craters in all of the cabinetry (laughs) because Gary Busey got tossed about. Um, There's fingerprints on a gun. They don't have fingerprints then. Uh, Yeah, it's 76. So, yeah. So we've got, here's my list of dead folks from this movie. We have Drunk, Prego, Tammy's dad, Brady, Hunter 1, 2, and 3, and Batman. And the sheriff. Oh, thank you. I, I totally forgot about that. So that's nine people. So I also said no one else dies after that. There's yeah, one then, other yeah. death. So yes. So we got nine. And... D- this movie hates men, apparently. It's a misandrist because eight of them are men. <laughs> eight of the nine are men. Well, they're the they're the bullheaded ones in this situation. Patient, you know, yeah. they put themselves in, in some of the the issues here. I think that's just kind of a coincidence. Yeah. Then I, I well, then, yeah, Stephen King hates men. <laughs> yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus. What did you think of this movie? I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. I th- again, I think it's one of the funniest movies we've seen yet. Um, there's a lot of weird choices. Like I met, I did the representation of the weird scream the father had over Brady's body. There are more weird acting choices like that throughout this whole movie. I think even some of Gary Busey's cadence is a little funky. I gotta tell you this. Yes, tell me. This is what Wikipedia says. Gary Busey felt a certain kinship with the Uncle Red character and was allowed to ad-lib all of his lines. That makes so much sense. It all works, though. That's really funny. Could you imagine how nervous this director must be? Like, oh my God, what the hell is he going to say? So he did, he ad-libbed and then also would read the actual lines. But so Stephen King and Daniel Attias liked the ad-lib scenes better and decided to include most of Busey's ad-libs scenes in the final cut. Okay, cool. So he'd have an idea of what the character is going to say and then he just like riffs. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that, actually. So that's cool. Good good choice, I guess. Gary Busey. Why does his teeth get bigger, though? <laughs> I don't know. At one point, they're so it fucking It also huge. took two and a half months to complete the entire filming. That's not long, is it? Two and a half months? No. Well, I, guess, I think that's like normal. No, I movies. thought it was too short. I guess. Sure. Two and a half months. It's only a novelette. Novelle. Let me see. How long does filming usually take? How long does it take? To make movie. How long movie? <laughs> How long make movie? Movie. How long movie make? Between one year and two and a half years. Seems like a lot of time. To complete all three production phases. But there are many variables that can affect so, this. So filming itself will take like... How long does it take to film? Three to four months is okay. typical. Alright, so I guess it is on the shorter it's side. on the shorter side. It's on the shorter side. That's alright. <laughs> Any more fun... It you- also... The, the werewolf was supposed to look more like a black bear, but the producer, Dino De Laurentiis, was like, this is fucking stupid. Change it. So they did. Make it look more like a wolf. It's a werewolf movie. Yeah. That's fair. So. Oh, what do you think the budget for this movie is? Oh, 19... Nin- 1980... Uh, came out October 11th, 1985. 1985. And it was... Uh, I mean, yeah, so we've got... Gary Busey, uh, Everett McGill, Corey Haim. You know, we got some names that... Uh, I think some of the names are about to become names. But I think Gary Busey is probably the biggest name in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, Stephen King is the... You know, they got... I don't know what Stephen King charges to write screenplays. But... What was the cocaine budget like? <laughs> guess that's the real question. <laughs> so what do you think the budget is? I'm going to say $8 million. Seven. Oh, I'm so oh, close. Oh, that was really good. I'm in the ballpark. All right. What do you think the box office was? $24 million. Lower? Half of that. Around 12.4. Oh, not, not huge, I guess. But they recouped their money. They got their money back. It was released theatrically. 
Interesting. Which I do think is super interesting because it does give me. It, it's got made for TV. It gives vibes. made for TV vibes. Totally. There are some, I guess, graphic moments like the beheading, the ripping into that lady. Apparently, it's really interesting because it wasn't released. Ripping the dude's it face wasn't off. released for home entertainment until t- 2002. That's so weird. So it was theatrically released, but then never had like a follow-up VHS release or anything like that. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, I do so think strange. it's very funny that um, <laughs> the, bl- the Blu-ray in Germany, or like the name in Germany is called Der Wolf von Tarker Mills. <laughs> <laughs> the Wolf of Tarker Mills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a 54... Not 54, 45. I can read. 45%. Roger Ebert gave it three stars out of four. What? That feels high. He said he enjoyed it. Interesting. He enjoyed it? Yeah. He doesn't like anything. Yeah, again, um, I, I sometimes I like that Wikipedia like pulls a bunch of things together, so I'm just going to use it for this next little uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times dismissed the film as quote very low grade Stephen King fiction unquote and said the werewolf quote looks like less of a wolf than Smokey Bear with a terrible hangover unquote Variety wrote that Silver Bullet is quote a Stephen King filmette from his scriptette from his novelette which may sell some tickets but not without regrets (laughs) oh he was so proud of himself when he wrote that the kids have a silver bullet, the only known power that will stop a werewolf. Unfortunately, there's no known power that will stop films like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so there's uh, Chicago Tribune. Rick Kogan said, quote, a limp retelling of the werewolf legend that is about as frightening as a rubbery Richard Nixon mask, unquote. <laughs> So yeah, there's a people, I guess like people didn't like this movie. Well, okay, here's a that's a fair perspective. Was this even scary, really? You know? No, it was not. It was not. I think the scariest scene was when that guy got impaled. Mm-hmm. That was about it. But it wasn't very scary. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it though. I think there is uh, the bones of a good movie in here. Yeah, Felix Vasquez Jr. from Film Threat and Cinema Crazed. So this is a retrospective review of the movie said quote silver bullet features one of the best climaxes in a horror film thanks to director daniel atias and garners a very entertaining and creepy story that develops beyond a typical werewolf movie when i think of great horror films when i think of great werewolf films and when i think of a great king film i think of this unquote i'm going to disagree with vasquez on this being one of the best climaxes in horror (laughs) definitely not this was like not the the climax fell flat because we knew Ahead of time so much. I think there could there like I said, we've said I feel like we watch a lot of movies where like there's a great movie in here. Yes. And I think that if they like my I still my suggestion still stands where I think if Marty, the, a child, is going to sort of be your titular t- like not your titular character, but your main character. He's the it, werewolf? Yes, he's the I did think maybe he was gonna be the werewolf. That'd be um, so funny. But like you know, if they let him it, let him keep the wheelchair. Yes, just have, a werewolf on a wheelchair. Have, have it he's be, on the silver bullet. Like have it totally be through his eyes. Yeah. I think that's why it works. 
yeah, so well is because it's through the eyes of the children and we don't get a lot of like being through the parents' eyes. Like it's all like let's explore these tragedies through the eyes of a child and he's saying these things and the adults are being, you know, the, the adults that he does trust, like his uncle, to say like, I think something's going on here. He keeps getting turned down, so he turns to his sister, and that's how they start mending their relationship. Turns out it actually is a werewolf. Like, get rid of this dream secret. Like, it could be so good. Yeah. A lot more suspense added into there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Let's get Gary Busey to be Uncle Red again. Yeah, I'm. he's definitely open. <laughs> So I think he'll be more unhinged, however, though. So he's going to ad lib the hell out of this. Movie. He's not even going to read the script. He's not even going to read any source material. He's just no. going to show up and he said and he's going to be like, all right, where's the werewolf? <laughs> I was here. I was hired to kill a werewolf. Where is it? <laughs> oh, so I don't think this was too bad of a take, honestly. Like, no, it was fine. It's a nice turn of a film. I liked yeah, it. It's a uh, it's we watch a lot of turds. <laughs> We watch a lot of bad movies, so yes. I would say that I was entertained the entire time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not I agree. in the way that was probably intended. No. A lot of laughs. Absolutely. This was funny. I would say watch this for the laughs. Yeah. Y'all have a good and time. And if you have HBO Max, like throw it on. Throw it on. It's fine. It's like, an hour and a half. It's a short. It's a shortened. The little jaunt. So I yeah, I think it's interesting. So I've been trying to think of what I want to do for next month's bonus and i think we might be doing another stephen king okay great i think we're i think we're at that point i think yeah. we're we're getting to the point we're, where get, we're running low on the main films yeah. unfortunately we'll find more yeah people start putting out more movies about maine yeah do it come on we need to probably like get up on top of like recent films that have been made in maine because i'm sure there might be okay. a lot of indie films potentially that we could yeah. try to well find. we did black rock and um we also did The Turning, which are both fairly recent. Yeah, they are pretty recent. There's got to be some more. We'll be okay. Don't worry about us. Someone needs to make a film out of a Tess Garretson book. Just putting that out there. Let's make our own movie and then we'll cover it. <laughs> totally unbiased. <laughs> well... Thank you, homies, for coming to another bonus episode of Homegrown Horror and stopping in while we are on our break. (laughs) Thank you, homies. And I didn't say it then, but I love you. Good night. Bye. Bye.